0: The Intelligent Advertiser Advertising Handbook More Customers, More Profits, More Impact By Taylor Welch and Chris Evans Read by Wes Malik. Chapter 1 The Guarantor Introduction By Taylor Welch and Chris Evans First of all, let me make a bold promise. In the lending world, when a bank loans money, they require a guarantor to sign the note, essentially guaranteeing that if push comes to shove, the bank will be paid back the money and will not lose anything. Sometimes there are multiple guarantors, also known as co-signers. Why am I spending the first few sentences of an advertising book talking about bank loans and guarantors? Simply put, If you want complete and total freedom in your level of abundance, income, experiences, protection, and security in life, from where you live to where you vacation, to the level of lifestyle and lessons you can share with your loved ones, advertising and the ability to advertise profitably is the single greatest guarantor you can find for securing all of these things. It is the great stabilizer in business. Advertising is why little companies can compete with big companies and win. It is the reason we are not stuck in a feudal system forced to operate at the income range of our parents and grandparents. It is the leveler in your finances and your impact. If you want to cash in on the life most people only dream of, this book will teach you how to make your advertising ability the cosigner on that note. This is the only skill set I know of that can practically guarantee you wake up every day with more opportunity than you went to bed with. Hope you are ready to rumble. Let's begin. Chapter 2. Advertising as an Income Stream by Taylor Welch In our book Wealth Secrets How to Create Lasting Wealth Through Healthy Client Business, we talked extensively about wealth and where it comes from. I won't repeat the whole concept here. You can get a copy of this book at www.wealthsecretsbook.com, but I will briefly talk about the intersection of wealth and advertising. Take a guy like Warren Buffett or any truly great investor in the last 100 years. These are brilliant, brilliant men and women. They have asset-backed net worths north of $20 and $30 billion and 30000000000 dollars and if you average their returns over the last 30 years, the numbers come in like this. 18.7%, 22%, 13%, 21.3%. Plenty of billionaire hedge fund managers are content with 5% annual returns. But contrast this with the return on investment into something like advertising, and you get vastly different numbers. Tanner? 4,700%. Cheryl Ann? 2,250 percent. Ryan, 6,000 percent and counting. The list could go on for a hundred recent clients. This is not because they're smarter than Warren Buffett. It is because the model of advertising, when used as an income stream, is powerful and nearly unbeatable. But Taylor, didn't these examples already have businesses and you just used advertising to make them bigger? Yes. And no, I can recount many stories of people who have gotten good at the art of advertising, taken that skill set to another business, offered their services in exchange for money or equity, and created massive income from that. Think about it. If you don't have a business, but you gather enough skill around advertising, you can approach any business in the world and say, I will help you grow it, for either a fee or for a slice of the upside. If you get a good business that's doing under a million dollars, they'll probably be willing to give you a slice of the upside so they don't have to pay a lot of cash for the services. Then you grow that business to $8 million or $15 million in annual revenue and you are earning, let's say, 4% of total revenue as your fee. That's a six hundred k client. Now take 10 of them And you are creating some significant income that you can then use our book, Wealth Secrets, to create wealth from. This book is about advertising, particularly how to use advertising to create income streams for yourself. In the last six months, Chris and I have gotten one of our businesses to eight figures, started a brand new business that's currently doing about $30,000 per month and growing funded another that will do around $200,000 this year and we're gearing up to help scale a real estate investing company. We are using the income streams flowing in from these ventures to acquire real assets that we'll appreciate over time. I remember reading a Robert Kiyosaki book a long time ago. He shared about how he wanted a new Bentley and the car was going to cost him $200,000. He had the money and he could have liquidated $200,000 from his assets to pay for the car but instead he used financial intelligence which is the name of the particular book i read this story in to create the $200,000 here's how it went down he called his broker and told him he needed to turn $200,000 of gold and silver assets into 450k it took 8 months and his broker called and said you can buy your bentley they did this by moving a portion of the money into higher-yield, albeit higher-risk, assets that appreciate faster than gold. When the eight months was up, Kiyosaki pulled out 250 k of the higher-yield asset and bought his Bentley. When he drove the car off the lot, he still had his original 200 k in gold, silver assets. I remember reading this and thinking, WTF? He just paid for a Bentley by creating money? It seems so crazy. I wondered if one day I could do something like that. You could have anything you want, I thought. It lit me up for a long time. Fast forward four years. Chris and I recently wanted to take a vacation to the Dominican Republic, see the beach, and reward some people on our sales team for a job well done. It was going to cost us around $30,000 for first-class flights, hotels, food, etc. We had the money to pay for it, no problem. But instead, we decided to hold a small training event at a beautiful resort on the beach. We advertised it for three weeks and told people we would only let six people come to the training for $5,000 each. Cost of the trip? $30k. Revenue from the trip? $30k. We paid for the trip with money we created, just like Kiyosaki did. That's pretty cool, right? But it doesn't stop there. We took the recordings, packaged it up into a nice bundle, and sold these recordings for $3,000 each. It was a great deal and a terrific investment if somebody wanted to learn how to master high-ticket sales. Over the next few years, we will sell thousands of these recordings. Vacation to Dominican Republic, costs paid for in advance, profit from trip, $3 to $5 million. We are doing the same thing this fall, except we're going to Paris. My wife has always wanted to go. Chris and his family love Paris, so we thought, why not? The trip will cost us more, probably $70,000 or more. But we are opening up 20 seats at $5,000 per and will easily cover the cost of everything, including flights, room and board, and food. As I was reviewing my notes for this chapter... I realized we have been doing the same thing Kiyosaki talked about years and years ago, except the vehicle we have used is not stocks, not gold, not silver, it's advertising. And the timeline is not 8 months, it's 30 days. The power of advertising, when you learn to control it, is completely superior to any other investment class you will find on this planet. In this book, you will find more than tactical strategies for advertising. The material you're going through now contains a way of thinking so that you can create the requisite income for whatever you want in life. The science of advertising is in constant flux. It is always evolving. The tools are swapped out every few years, and there's something new and fun to learn or study. But the art of advertising, that is timeless. When you begin to think like an advertiser, you will see pockets of wealth everywhere you look. You will never truly pay for anything you want ever again. Why would you when you can create the wealth and the income from scratch? Imagine if what I'm claiming right now were true, and it is most definitely true, you wouldn't be able to get in your car and drive to a Starbucks without having a money-making idea that could make you rich-er. I never thought in a million years me and Chris would be at the place we are today. I haven't worried about money in years. My wife and my family get to live the lives I only once dreamed of. Chris's kids get more vacations in a year than I got my whole childhood. I can trace this all back to a moment in 2014. It might sound crass that I'm going on and on about money, but my observation is that most people who actually have money don't like to talk about it, and most people who are faking love to talk about it. This leaves a huge void in the market, where the real practitioners who actually know how the game is played are drowned out by the people at the bottom who just want to sell you something. We have figured out the game. And the goal of this book is to teach you the rules. When I first started my career in advertising, I picked up a book about copywriting. Copywriting is like the crown jewel of advertising because it's the skill that enables you to sell anything to anybody using your words. We'll talk about that briefly in this book. Since 2014, I've realized that I will never max out advertising as a skill. There will always be another level and another plateau of mastery. Between Chris and I, we have roughly eight income streams, and all of them rely on advertising. This material will change your life and your financial position forever, if you read it deliberately with the purposes of implementation. The first thing we must dive into as it relates to mastering advertising as an income stream and a business growth lever is economics more important than creativity, more important than good writing skills, more important than any advertising platform, be it Facebook or Google or YouTube, is the ability to recognize numbers and rig them in your favor. Chapter 3. Economics. How to Win by Rigging the Numbers by Chris Evans. Let's talk about numbers. If you can spend $1 on an ad and make $2 back, you'll never have to worry about money again. This is the quote that started it all for me. Coming from the real estate world, you think of ROI and cash flows differently. I want to transfer this way of thinking to you in this chapter. We'll use real estate as an example because it's the oldest investment class and there are more millionaires in real estate than any other field. Here are the terms you need to understand if you're going to win in real estate. ROI. Return on investment, how much you're getting for your money. COC, cash on cash, limits ROI to just the cash you have in the deal. NOI, net operating income, all income minus expenses. Cap rate, income divided by purchase price. Leverage, getting more than what you had to actually pay for. Let's just start there. Assume you invest $185,000 into a home in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is an investment property, not your primary residence. You are not going to be putting $185,000 cash down. You are going to use leverage. You will put 20% down, which is going to be around $37,000. You'll have some closing costs, which is the fee you must pay the brokers and agents involved to get you this deal. Let's estimate the closing costs to be $5,500. All in, you will give up around $42,500 to get this piece of real estate. Now here's where all the terms come into play. Let's assume there's a renter in the property paying $1,750 per month, that's $20,400 per year. Your basic ROI is going to be 11%, which is $20,400 divided by the purchase price of $185,000. To get the cash on cash and net operating income, which are your two most important factors, we have to calculate all of the expenses. Mortgage, $850 per month, which is $10,200 per year. Insurance and taxes, $175 per month, which is $2,100 per year. Maintenance and Vacancy $84 per month average, which is $1,020 per year. Property Management $175 per month, which is $2,100 per year. Total Expenses $1,405 per month, which is $15,420 per year. Total Income $1,750 per month, which is $20,400 per year. Your COC is going to be 9.7%. Your NOI is going to be $4,140. Your cap is going to be 11%. This example is to be used as a baseline to explain the economics of why advertising is so powerful as an income stream. You are going to put in your pocket profit, 350 ish per month from this property while paying down the equity, which is really the main draw for real estate like this. That's $4,140 per year for your $42,500 investment, which is a 9.7% annual return. Now, If you had 100 of these properties, you'd be looking at $35,000 per month in profit, but you would need to put $4.2 million of cash down to do this. We are very familiar with all of these numbers because we are acquiring six houses per month right now in several big markets in the USA, but none of it compares to the investments we are making into advertising. Last month, for one of our companies, we invested $240,000 into advertising and that produced a return of $1,148,000 for us. In one month, that is a 478% return in a month. You have to look at advertising as an investment that you will get a rate of return on. People say, well, what about the risk? risk comes only from lack of knowledge the way we look at advertising is similar to how a real estate mogul looks at deals i want to have as many streams of wealth coming in from advertising as possible so long as they're not extremely risky and my bases are covered the difference between something like real estate and advertising is advertising can pump out 300 to 1,000% ROI on a monthly basis, which is much, much higher than any real estate portfolio I've ever seen. If you have a business that does a consistent profit margin of 15% a year, and you have an advertising system to profitably acquire new customers, you can have a line of equity groups out of the door ready to hand over a big pile of cash to buy that business from you. So why are entrepreneurs sleeping on this? Answer, they perceive advertising as a cost-risk versus an investment that can create new income streams at will. Their perception is incorrect. When you realize the power and potential of direct response advertising, it will change your business and change your life. You'll enjoy the benefits of higher profits and so much opportunity coming at you, you'll have to turn people away or expand your business. Even in a down or corrective economy, a handful of people who understand how advertising works still make bank. It doesn't matter what business you're in. The principles we're about to discuss will work for you. Okay, guys, teach me. The student is ready. I want what you're talking about. How? The primary thing that we must start with, that you must ask before your pen ever hits paper to create your first advertising stream, is this. Do people need, desire, and want what I am going to be offering them? If you answered yes to that question, you can begin. This is the first step to being an intelligent advertiser. You must never attempt to sell or advertise things which the market does not want. After you have that covered, we dive into the good stuff. Three elements to flipping online attention for a profit. You might have just noticed another real estate reference. When I started out in the housing market, we would flip houses for quick cash. It worked like this 1. Find a house that is underpriced for its value. Say, a home that's 100K, but with 20K in repairs, it could appraise for 150K. 2 put 20k into it list it for 150k three keep the $30,000 difference as profit if you know what you're doing a lot of times you can flip a house in less than 60 days well advertising is similar with the difference being the following instead of buying underpriced land we are buying underpriced attention Successful advertising is the ability to get the attention of your market and then flip that attention for a profit. Before you go on thinking I'm just an ice-cold savage that only values a person for their money, let me assure you that is not the case. Above all else, I respect and value the person, and I believe honesty, integrity, and a high level of service is the cornerstone of everything we do. Whoever renders service to many puts himself in line for greatness, great wealth, great return, great satisfaction, great reputation, and great joy. Jim Rohn. If service and integrity to others is the first cornerstone, what's the second? Knowing your numbers. Oh, sorry, is this too simple for you? Either enjoy being poor or lean in because the fundamentals have saved my life more times than I can count. I see experienced business owners fail all the time, simply because they lack clarity on what their numbers are and what they should be. In the next few pages, I'm going to arm you with the ability to understand your advertising to the depths of a pro. When we get done with this chapter, you'll know how to take your advertising down to the studs, so to speak, and fix whatever's broken. There are only three factors inside of this idea of profitable advertising, which we'll cover now. 1. Attention. Eyeballs of your prospects. 2. Cost to get that attention. How much are you spending per 1,000 views? 3. Profit per unit of attention. How much are you making from that attention? We live in an unprecedented day and age of direct access to the people we advertise to. Back in the day, if you wanted to advertise, it was costly and time-consuming planning and launching a campaign took months and a ton of effort and money the advertising channels were radio newspaper direct mail tv more recent facts attention was expensive hard to get and even harder to measure it simply wasn't possible for most business owners and entrepreneurs to place their goods and services in front of a large group of people nowadays any business can get into the game quickly and start testing their way to a successful advertising campaign. Getting wealthy, buying attention online. So back to the process. We want to purchase this underpriced attention. That is the basis for becoming profitable in any market. REI, stocks, etc. Buy something that is undervalued, underpriced. We might be able to buy a click, for instance, on Facebook for $1.50, but our business generates $5.50 per click to our website because of what we are selling. That means the $1.50 click is less than three times cheaper than its true value. This would equate to a 3.6 times, or 360% return on investment. If you're like most of our clients, we can rig that process so that you're earning your return within 30 days. That is impossible to do with any other class of investment. And this isn't just with Facebook. We have clients spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google, and Facebook. Right now, I believe the marketplace for attention, especially online, is undervalued and underpriced as a whole. Some folks would disagree with me, and that's okay. The reason I think this is because of how many of our clients are scooping up thousands of units of attention and then making more than they're paying for it. Think of it this way. If you can get your ad displayed to 100,000 potential buyers, and if you can get 3% of those folks to click your ad, and then out of those 3,000 clicks, you can get 30% of those to turn into leads, that would be 900 warm prospects that have shown interest in what I have to offer. This is when it starts getting really exciting, because on average, a typical client for us generates between $50 and $150 in revenue per lead prospect. Let's do the math again. 100,000 views. 3,000 clicks for $1.50 each. 900 leads or prospects. Total cost? $4,500. Total revenue, $45,000 to $135,000. At this point, you're starting to build an asset. The asset is people who are interested in whatever you are offering them. All roads to wealth begin with assets. When you're looking at the math, it's not how cheaply can I acquire this attention for. It is how much can I afford to pay for this attention based on what I know I will earn on the back end. I know you're probably dying to get into some tactical things, but we are not finished laying the groundwork quite yet. This all sounds amazing, but the truth is, not all units of attention are created equal. Levels of Attention Tactically speaking, there are five different levels of attention. First level, impression. This is how many times your ad is being displayed to someone. If it says 1,000 impressions, that means your ad has been shown 1,000 times to consumers. Second level, clicks. This is when someone clicks on your ad from an impression. Third level, cookies. This is when your tracking pixel runs some code on someone's browser because they viewed your website. This allows you to continue showing ads to people who have seen your material. Fourth level, leads. Someone liked your ad and your page enough to give you their contact information. This means you can communicate with them directly. Fifth level, buyers. Someone gave you money in exchange for value in return. These are your highest value people. With these levels, we can now construct different plans to reach as many people as possible, as affordably as possible, while extracting the maximum ethical return in the process. If this sounds sketchy, think of one good purchase you've made in the last 90 days that you are glad you purchased it. 100% of the things that will come to mind were advertised at some point. You might not have seen an ad on Facebook for it, but guaranteed it is being advertised somewhere, either via branding or direct response. There are no good things that anyone knows about that were not advertised. Else how would we know what anything is? It'd be like living under a rock. Level 1. Impressions The cost basis of your advertising will always start at what's called CPM, or Cost Per 1,000 Impressions. The CPM is essentially the ad network telling me how much it will cost me to show 1000 people my ad. Based on our numbers, I usually shoot to pay less than $40 per 1000 impressions. Look at these levels as dominoes. If you have success on level 1, you're paying a good price for your impressions. Then you can move on to the next level and the next. Make sense? Then let's move on. First formula I need you to know. CPM times impressions over 1,000 divided by clicks equals cost per click, CPC. Level 2. Clicks. Your cost per click is completely dependent on 1. How much you pay for CPM and 2. How many people out of that unit of 1,000 that clicks your ad? Remember, CPM is simply how much it costs people just to view your ad. CPC is how much it costs to get someone to actually click the ad. If you are paying a CPM of $200, it will be nearly impossible to be profitable. Remember, I like to shoot for a CPM of less than $40. The lower, the better. And on average, I'm trying to get 0.7-3% of my impressions to actually click on my ad. That means if I get 1,000 impressions, I need 10 to 30 people to click it, giving me a 0.7 to 3% CTR, click-through rate. Some math. If my CPM is $40, if my CTR is 3%, my CPC is $1.33. Some more. If my conversion to lead is 20%, my CPL, cost per lead, is $6.65. The lower I can get my CPMs, the more I can tolerate a lower click-through rate. The higher my CTR is, the more flexibility I have to pay a higher CPM. Make sense? This is how you start to zoom out and manipulate the numbers for your benefit. If the platform I'm running on is charging high CPMs, then I need to work my butt off to try to create a badass ad that people will want to click. Understanding which lever to pull in your advertising is very important in becoming an intelligent advertiser. Level 3. Cookies This might be more important than our next level because of email deliverability problems and consumption in today's business environment. Having your prospect cookied is awesome because you're able to transform someone from a cold prospect to a hot prospect very quickly and inexpensively. Here's how cookies work. When someone clicks on your ad and they are taken to your website, you can create an audience on the ad platform of everybody who clicked that ad and viewed your website. This is known as a retargeting list, and it lets you show the same ad or different ads to that same group of people more than once. Cost per cookie will essentially be the same as a cost per click because it's that physical action that your prospects take to engage with your brand. This is the beginning of what we call hyper-organic, a secret strategy that our clients are using to generate insane demand for their businesses without websites, funnels, webinars, etc. More on this later. Clients ask me all the time, Chris, how many audiences should I build on? Insert ad platform of choice. I say, as many as possible. You can build audiences and cookie lists two ways. Engagement. How did they engage with your brand? Clicked an ad. Watched a video. What percent did they watch? 5%, 50%, 75%, etc. Submitted information. Purchased. Became a customer. Timeframe. How recent did they engage with your brand? Days, weeks, months. Recency is crucial to conversion. For example, 30 to 90 days of brand contact. This is when we are trying to move as many people from initial contact to buyer they are in problem solving mode and that's what we do they get excited about what you have to offer and if you've done a great job in your marketing they desire to give you money second formula i need you to know cpc for example a dollar 33 times number of link clicks for example 5000 equals 6650 Divided by number of leads, 1,000, equals cost per lead, $6.65. Level 4. Leads. Now that we know how much we're paying per lead, $6.65, I need to figure out how many of those leads I can convert to a client or customer. Most of our clients, at a worst-case scenario, will convert two to four clients out of 1,000 leads worst case, typically within 60 days. If a client charges $10,000 for their service or their coaching program and they secure a minimum of two to four clients, the revenue they've generated would be $20,000 to $40,000. Total revenue is $20,000 to $40,000. Total advertising investment is $6,650. Profit? to $33,350. That's a 300 to 500% ROI. See why this is so cool? You have to have a good offer or a business with a good offer that you can support. But when you get these fundamentals, what a fantastic opportunity there is for those willing to invest into advertising. Inverted Thinking Roadmap to Hitting $50,000 and Beyond a Month in Client Revenue Before you start to get aggressive in your advertising, you must start with the end in mind. I do this on every single offer we put to market. I work backwards. First, start with your revenue goal. $50,000 in 30 days, for example. Then, how many clients do I need? Five if my offer is $10,000. Then, how many leads do I need? To be safe, 2,000 leads, worst case scenario. How much do I need to spend to get those leads? If my CPL is $6.65, I'd spend $13,300. Would you invest 13K to get $50,000? Hell yes. Now I have clarity based on math and economics on what I need to generate X amount of revenue every single month. It is one of the greatest feelings of control you'll ever have to be able to predict how much revenue you'll generate in your business every month. This is exactly how we figured out how to get to $1 million per month in revenue. Third last formula I need you to know. Total revenue generated minus total ad spend equals net profit. Net profit is where the riches are made. That's the money you get to keep after all the work is done and the revenue kicks in. Chapter 4. Sequences and Journeys. Tofu, Mofu, Bofu. By Chris Evans. After you're done with this chapter, you should know how to attract, nurture, and convert prospects into paying customers or clients. I have to set the proper expectations for you before we begin, though. This chapter will give you the framework for finding, attracting, and converting non-buyers to buyers. This process requires work through two forms of investment. Investment 1. Your Time Investment 2. Your Finances You get to decide on which form of investment you'll leverage. It comes down to what you have available to invest and what your toleration level for risk is. When you start advertising, it's mostly going to be speculative, at least initially. So invest what you're willing to lose if it doesn't work out. For me, fixing an advertising campaign is like a mechanic fixing a car. It's never an issue of if I'll be able to fix it. It is simply a matter of diving in under the hood, testing a bit, taking a good look at everything, then working the math and the fundamentals. That said, I am a professional and have been doing this for 10 years. There are a lot of clients who come to us because they don't want to wait 10 years to fix things. They want to fix it now. All advertising is speculative until you know the market better than they know themselves. When I was just starting out in my journey to become a profitable advertiser, I had a lot of time and not very much money. To discover my market, what they wanted, what they hated, what they loved, what their beliefs were, ultimately to know what they would buy. To obtain that deep market knowledge, I had to invest my time to research, have conversations, interact with people, and simply test different marketing messages to figure out if I could get people to buy. As I discovered what the market would and would not buy, I started to gain momentum, making money. Then I had the resources to reinvest into the process of getting more data. Where advertisers fail, pitfalls. An intelligent advertiser understands that marketing is a non-stop experiment. When you jump into the marketing and advertising game, you have to put on your laboratory coat and work the problem with different angles until the market responds to your message. Here are a few pitfalls I see advertisers making. Number one, having the wrong expectations. Many advertisers have the wrong expectations about how many times the formula ads, landing page, webinar, marketing message, etc. have to be adjusted to win. It's a sport. You cannot shoot the ball one time, score one bucket, and then walk to the bench. If you do that, you're going to get clobbered. If you have the proper expectations, you won't be let down. And if you're not let down, you won't quit. Not quitting is a big part of winning. The quickest way to know the proper expectations is to connect with someone who's done what you've done before. We are constantly helping our clients tweak and adjust their expectations as they're journeying through the advertising process. Number two, not knowing the market well enough. The principle of feedback loops changed the game for me. It also took a lot of pressure off my shoulders, not having to be perfect. First time launching a new offer, product or service. To be an intelligent advertiser, you must be willing to fail often, fail quickly, and fail inexpensively. If you are able and willing to do this, you are going to win, period. Most people are so afraid of losing that they never test anything, and those people always lose. What is a feedback loop? Feedback loop is the process of putting a marketing idea, message to market and letting them respond, telling you if they like what you're saying. Simply put, are they engaging with your market? For example, when I push out a new asset, typically for our market, something free like a PDF for a video, I launch ads and the very first thing I'm looking at is my CTR, remember from the economics chapter? Out of 1,000 impressions, am I getting at least a 1.5% CTR? That's the first stage of my feedback loop process. If that's going well, the next thing I'll look at is how many people are giving me their email address. 10%? 20%? 30%? I'm very, very unemotional about it. I let the market tell me what they like and what they don't like. Enough prospects aren't clicking my ad? Thank you market for the feedback. I need to change up my ad to be more enticing. Enough prospects aren't opting in to my landing page. Thank you market for the feedback. I need to look at what adjustments need to be made to make the opt-in offer more attractive. This attitude is what makes me such a great marketer. It's what I do every part of the process until the money hits the bank account. I don't throw a pity party. I did at first. No. I actually expect that when I launch a campaign, it's not going to work the first time. I go into it with the mindset I'm going to get feedback from the market on what they want, and I'm going to experiment from there. I don't let the wrong expectations keep me from winning. Number three, stopping short of a successful campaign. Gold is right in front of you. One of my first campaigns wasn't even online. I sent out a direct mail campaign and got what I thought was a bad response. I was super bummed and looking back at it, it wasn't a loss. Knowing what I know now, especially with direct mail, the response wasn't too shabby. If I would have had the proper expectations and stuck it out, I could have sharpened my campaign up and made it a success. That's what the pros do. The novices quit and say this doesn't work. Of course, you gotta make it work. Opportunity? is everywhere. Cold, warm, hot. To be an intelligent advertiser, you must understand that opportunity is literally everywhere. It's up to you to turn that opportunity into cash. Like I said above, we live in a world where you have access to millions and millions of potential buyers right now. If you aren't growing well through advertising, I'd probably pin it on the fact that you don't understand the opportunity that is right in front of you. Let's break down what we must do to extract that opportunity. If there are millions of people available right now to you, what steps do you take to get them to do business with you? I want you to think of advertising like a farmer looks at farming. For a farmer to harvest, he must first plant seeds, then nurture those seeds. It's impossible for him to harvest without planting and nurturing. This is important to understand. Your competitors have already planted the seeds. They've already nurtured them, but they likely haven't harvested them. Many people lack the proper tools and mindsets to cash in what they've worked for. That means there is an immediate opportunity available for you to go out and lay claim to the works of other advertisers. If you're newer to the game and you're looking at generating cash quickly, this is what we teach our clients at a very deep strategic and tactical level. Then this can be a great option for you. We call this hot market. You can pull in twenty dollars to $50,000 a month harvesting other people's hard work if you know how to communicate to the market. The way I see it is there are fields ripe for harvest that haven't been and are sitting dormant. There are pros and cons to each level. Viewing your marketing in the framework of cold, warm, and hot will change the game for you because you'll have a better understanding of how you need to communicate. Cold. Prospect doesn't know you. Limitless opportunity. Not likely to do business with you. Warm. They're aware of you and your brand. They want to know more about you and how you can help them. Hot. They know you. Like you and trust you, highest likelihood to do business with you. When you decide to push a new campaign to the market, a campaign can be paid or organic, non paid, you'll need to ask yourself the right questions before you begin. Question number one Are there people who already know they have a problem and they're aware there is a solution? Question number two If they know they have a problem, can I become that solution for them? Question number three What do they need to believe about their situation, themselves, and me, to buy my help? The late, great Gary Halbert said, The easiest way to make advertising work is to find a starving market. If you want to quickly generate cash flow, you need to find a prospect who has a big problem that they need solved quickly. They already have the motivation to get the healing for their pain, they just don't know how to do it and bonus perks if they've already been researching for solutions. This is called hot market, and they are much easier to convert into buyers. That's where you come in. You are the one who is responsible for channeling that motivation and desire into your unique offer or solution. We'll talk about offers in the next chapter. What do they need to believe about their situation themselves and me to buy? Knowing the answer to this question is vital in becoming an intelligent advertiser and is going to set us up for the rest of this chapter. Knowing the answer to this question is going to require you to get in the dirt and figure out not only what they need to believe, but what they already believe. Sequences and Sophistication What if you could take someone who has never heard of you, in fact, they don't even know that they need what you are selling, and turn them into a raving fan and a buyer within 30, 60, 90 days? That's what we're going to talk about next. Sequences. Sequences build a bridge for your prospects to walk across. Understand how to attract nurture, and harvest allows you to build specific campaigns that will take your prospects through a journey, sequence of getting to know you. The underlying principle that will ultimately move your market to a place of buy-in. Belief. Belief they can get results. Belief that you can help them. How do we build that bridge? Through tofu, mofu, and bofu, of course. Tofu. Top of funnel, middle of funnel, Bofu, bottom of funnel. Remember the concept of planting, nurturing, and harvesting? We achieve this through understanding Tofu, Mofu, and Bofu. This will give you a strategic viewpoint on understanding who you're talking to and how to structure your messaging to get them into your ecosystem. Tofu cold. The goal with Tofu is to attract your potential prospect, someone who is not already in your ecosystem. By the way, this doesn't have to be acquiring a lead, either. The landscape of marketing is changing. Many folks would previously consider top of funnel to be an email lead. These days, TOFU is attention, meaning you get someone into your FB group, into your video views audience, into your retargeting, etc. How to attract prospects into your top of funnel? Planting seeds Think of attracting a cold prospect, TOFU. Like you're meeting someone for the first time. When have you met someone at a party and they've been annoying or they come on too strong? Versus the person who is really interesting. Maybe they told you a story that captivated you. There is very little commitment, but you want to know more. That's the goal of tofu. You need to get their attention and leave them wanting more. When you get their attention, you're investing and planting seeds. You start the relationship. Tofu is to move them from cold, they don't know you, to warm. They know you and want more. The great thing I love about this part of the sequence is you can have a lot of fun with it. The secret to creating knockdown, attention-getting headlines is do not be boring. Tattoo that on your forearm. Seriously, if you can be exciting, thrilling, titillating, hit someone's curiosity button, you, my friend, are well on your way to dominating the competition. Want to know where I find my inspiration? You might be surprised. No, it's not competitors. Yes, I know what they're all saying. Gossip magazines. (laughs) Everybody loves drama, so you gotta look at the best. Who grabs the attention of the masses? Gossip magazines, news sites, TV shows, etc. They only make money when they have eyeballs on them. Same for you. Marketers, that's you, fail because they're a snooze fest. So don't think like a typical marketer when you're writing copy or shooting a video. Think like a gossip magazine writer. What can I say or write that is going to get their attention? Here are some classic gossip headlines. What these billionaires are hiding. Bezos exposes pecker. OJ four weeks to live. Hillary hitman tells all. Hoover ordered Kennedy's and MLK murdered. Headless body in topless bar. Not sure about you, but I'm often picking up those stupid little papers in the grocery checkout to find out what the billionaires are hiding. When you're writing headlines for your market, think like a gossip magazine copywriter. You've got a few seconds to get their attention, so don't pull any punches. Have fun with it and experiment. You have a blank canvas. Just make sure you read the ad platform's TOS, or you could get banned from the platform. Here are some all-time popular non-gossip headlines. They laughed when I sat down and the piano, but when I started to play. How to win friends and influence people. The lazy man's way to riches. Do you make these mistakes in English? What never to eat on a plane. The end of America. If you aren't reading and soaking in the work of other advertising masters before you put your pen to paper, your work will most likely feel grueling and harder than it should be. Let others inspire you and help spark your creativity. Here's a market-specific example that killed it for us. Headline, Confessions of a High-Ticket Consultant. That headline is loaded with story and drama. It turns up their curiosity meter. That's what you want. Does your marketing have the following? Curiosity, story, give a promise, solve a problem. Most competitors were running headlines that said something like, attract five new clients a month. Boring. What you need to know to properly communicate to a cold market. Tofu. Their problem or pain doesn't have consistent clients and therefore consistent revenue. How you need to communicate. Attention-getting? Newsworthy way. What have they not heard before? So instead of the typical boring headline, we went with the confessions headlines, and it worked very well. How to nurture your market. MoFu. The goal of MoFu. Build trust, rapport, and authority. We tactically and strategically nurture our prospects through what we call buckets. These buckets are similar to levels of attention. For us, we use the following buckets for all our companies and clients. 1. Audiences. Website visitors, video viewers. 2. FB Group. Our group on FB's smartest guys in marketing. 3. Messenger List. Prospects who subscribe to our Messenger List. 4. Email List. These buckets are the vehicle to deliver your message below. It's that simple. Don't make it any more complicated. We have a seven-figure monthly revenue in one company, so we need more buckets than most beginners. I would not recommend any more than two of the above. Audiences and email list first, for you if you're just starting out. Check in. At this point, we need to establish the two things you'll need to make this work. One, you need audience, doing that through Tofu Marketing. Two, you need message, building trust, authority, etc. through MoFu Messaging. Let's discuss our messaging in the middle of the funnel. For you to properly communicate to a warm market, MOFU, you need to know two things. One, their current beliefs. What do they believe about their situation and available solutions? Two, what they need to believe. What must they believe to do business with you? The MOFU stage is the part where you are investing into the relationship. Here you are simply helping them to identify where they are and how they can get a result. Let me give you a list of the modalities that we use to accomplish this. 1. Webinars, trainings, not a pitch fest. 2. Organic posts, personal profiles, and our FB group. 3. 2-10 to 10 minute value-add videos, from our fan page and syndicated to our group and also done on our personal profiles. 4. Podcasts, we live stream to our FB group and Traffic and Funnels fan page. 5. Our monthly newsletter, Insiders Access. We have clients that come in and generate 25K to 50K a month only from posting on their personal profile. Per our attorney, results not typical. Key point don't overthink this. Take action. Start putting content to market, and you'll figure out your messaging as you go. Here is a jumping off point to get you started. What are the top 5 to 10 most frequently questions your market asks you or are asking others? What are the top 5 to 10 frustrations your market has about their situation? What are the top 5 to 10 things people in your market want? What books is your marketing reading? What topics are they thinking and talking about? News. Just start talking about this stuff and having a conversation with your market. Engage with them. Chris? What if I don't know who my market is? Then just start talking. Let them come to you based on what you're talking about. What's worked well for us and our clients? Consistently communicating to the market, three to five times a week, on whichever modality you choose. I'd recommend either your personal profile, if you're starting out, and your fan page with money behind those posts. Okay, this will be enough for you to get to build trust and rapport with people who need you. Our next objective is to get them red-hot. Move them through the bottom of the funnel. This is where there is an exchange of money. Harvest your planting and nurturing. Up to this point, you should have demonstrated authority and established trust. They are starving for a solution because you communicated the following. You highlighted the pain they're in. Very important. You've shown them a roadmap. Not the how, the what, to get what they want. Now... They should be prepped and ready for what's next. Your offer. The mistake I've seen made is coaches, consultants, and service providers do the first two. They plant and nurture, but they forget to harvest. That's why you have the opportunity to harvest from other people's hard work. They haven't. They stopped short. Don't make the same mistake. The more offers we make to the market, the more our revenue goes up. When I say more offers, I'm referring to how often we make the same offer to the market. Your revenue can be completely controlled by this one thing. How many offers are you making to the market? Nothing else matters if you're not making offers. Here's what it looks like in our business vertical. Folks who are at the bottom of the funnel know us, like us and trust us. They are hot and in what we call the money pocket. We invite them to have a conversation about their personal situation and see how we can help them. Through that conversation, if we think they're a good fit, we make them an offer to work with us. Your offer is the bridge from their hell to their heaven. Keep it simple recap. 1. Attract. Tofu, cold. 2. Nurture. Mofu, warm. 3. Harvest. Bofu, hot. If you do this correctly, you'll have prospects lining up ready to do business with you. This allows you to build a powerful economic engine that we'll discuss in more detail in the next chapter. Chapter 5. Build Your Platform, Stack Cash, and Grow Your Empire by Chris Evans I want to give you a quick overview of the platforms out there and what the pros and cons are so you can decide what's best for you. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube... GDN, Google Display. Other platforms that we won't discuss here are LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Outbrain, and Taboola. We're not going to discuss those in this book because there is plenty of opportunity for you and for me with Facebook and Google. Facebook. Pros 2.2 billion users. Easy to start, even for beginners. Easy targeting capabilities. Affluent market. Leader in innovation. Cons, strict advertising guidelines, limited organic reach, a lot of competition. Instagram, pros, 1 billion users, great growth curve, easy to start, even for beginners, easy targeting capabilities, younger market, organic reach, through hashtags. Cons, strict advertising guidelines, limited organic reach, a lot of competition. YouTube. Pros, it's a search engine, organic reach, 1 billion plus video views a month, tons of ad inventory, not much competition in most business categories, free branding if a prospect watches a limited amount of your video, the CPCs are fairly inexpensive. Cons, not easy to navigate the Google ad platform, targeting isn't as good as FB, more work to warm up. GDN, Google Display. Pros, Massive network. Tons of ad inventory. Not much competition in most business categories. Hard to get working. Cons. Not easy to navigate the Google ad platform. Targeting isn't as good as FB. More work to warm up. I don't care what platform you decide to leverage. The principles for all platforms are the same and are usable based on what we've discussed in this book. As I said before, it's all about the math and economics. If you can buy attention for cheaper than the amount of money it will make you, then buy it. That's the only thing that matters. So make sure you are looking at the math and that the numbers make sense. Personally, we have generated a lot of cash from Instagram and Facebook. Right now, it's my preference in regards to platform because you can advertise on two platforms through one dashboard. Facebook owns Instagram, so they run all of the advertising through the Facebook manager. Also, Facebook continues to innovate. They are still growing. Their advertising network continues to be improved almost every month, which is a really good sign. This is the same info I shared with several Wall Street investment companies I consulted for a few years ago. Those dudes made a lot of money off my advice, and 99% of it is still relevant today because of how little the markets have changed in the last 10 years. The advice? Invest in the platforms that are innovating. Leverage one platform. Make cash. Rinse. Repeat. When should I start running ads on YouTube, LinkedIn, etc., etc.? I get this question all the time. The answer is you can start on other platforms when you've gotten one platform to work for you, at least when it comes to cold. We currently run it like this. One primary platform and one support platform, meaning the Facebook platform is our primary platform and the Google platform is our support platform, which means we only run retargeting on Google, GDN, and YouTube. Here's what it looks like. When you first start, you'll have your primary traffic driver. Your primary drives your cold audience to your properties, then your supporting drives push warm as represented above. Properties, site, video views, engaged audiences, apps, etc. You can leverage the Google platform with very little effort by simply placing your Google audience pixel on your properties, website, landers, etc., and then retargeting that new relationship as represented above. YouTube, how to set this up as the platforms are constantly changing their dashboards. Once you've mastered the primary platform, in this case, FB, then you can start driving cold traffic on the other platforms that make sense for you as represented below. There's a lot of scale that is available on one platform and most people won't need to do this, especially if you're generating less than $250,000 per month in revenue. The only reason would be if you have the resources, then it could make sense to have other cold drivers just for redundancy. A usable and effective strategy. Previously, we discussed the power and importance of attention. Audience. To get started with a new offer or audience, you don't need a website or a funnel. Nah, boo. You just need content. Content drives the attention you need. Go to our fan page facebook.com slash traffic and funnels, and check out the content we post. That content allows us to get attention from our cold, warm, and hot audiences and drive to an action decision over and over. Content is the engine that drives your audiences. Warm, hot. What would your business look like if you had 100,000 people who knew you, liked you, and trusted you? The beautiful thing about advertising these days is the ability you have to build that audience with on-platform audiences, pixeled audiences. You can publish one video or written ad that hits with your audience and have an audience of thousands of folks who are now familiar with your brand. That wasn't possible just a few short years ago. Pull out your iPhone and start publishing content. The reason this is a usable and effective strategy is because it's simple. There are two ways we make this work. 1. Publish your content. 2. Amplify your content. Publishing your content is taking the ideas I gave you previously and putting it on your personal profile and your fan page. By the way, I prefer a fan page to be a personal name brand. For example, Chris Evans. When you put that content on your FB fan page, put 5 to $10 a day behind each post. As you amplify this content with money, you'll start to build that warm, hot audience. These audiences are built based on the consumption of your content engine. The more relevant and consistent content you post, the quicker you'll get momentum. In the last chapter, I gave you ideas on what content to create to build your audiences. This is a process we teach on a deep level to our client kit clients, and it's called Hyper organic. It's authority branding on steroids. The more targeted value you give to your audience, the more they know you, like you, and trust you, the more they'll want to buy from you. This is crazy. There have been times we put out content with nothing to sell and people get mad. The right prospect will want you to sell something to them. The strategy of hyper-organic works on any platform. So here's what you need to get this rolling. 1. Platform. That has your audience. 2. Message that fits your market. 3. Investment. Content that builds authority and trust built with your market. 4. Offer. Ability to ROI on your investment. When you get these four pillars locked down, you can enjoy consistency of revenue you previously didn't think was possible. The beauty of becoming an intelligent advertiser is the ability to control your economic revenue engine as shown below. The picture below is exactly what Taylor and I did when we started, and it's a simple representation of what you should do to build a business that serves you for as long as you respect this principle. Do not ignore. When you've started to experience the benefits of being an intelligent advertiser, don't go buy a Lambo or mansion or something else you shouldn't be buying. Take that newfound capital and reinvest into your business. Establish your authority with a group of people. Invest into them and the relationship. Start making high value offers to that group of people and ROIing off your previous time and in value investment. To succeed, an intelligent advertiser must 1. Invest in their market. 2. Harvest by making offers. 3. Stack cash. 4. Reinvest into their machine. Once you're pulling in cash, Put it back into the bank and build momentum for yourself and your business. The cash from our first three sales immediately went right into our do-it-again account. Meaning that $9,000 was only going to be used to build a hot audience of people that wanted what we had so that we could double, triple, quadruple that $9,000 investment over and over. A little over three years later, now we've done this to the tune of a a seven-figure-a-month business. Attorney Note, Results Not Typical You'd be shocked by the amount of people who come in and get big wins and start living like a fool, spending all their money on silly things instead of stacking their cash and building a war chest. Hitting revenue goals 1, 2, or even 3 months does not mean you have a stable business. Be smart with your money and live below your means and get around smart people that have been there before. Even after Taylor and I were producing over $100,000 a month in our business, for a long time, we were only paying ourselves $5,000 per month. In the next section, we'll break down how to use other people's money to succeed in this game. Chapter 6. House Money. Advantages of the Trade. By Taylor Welch. When you have the machine, as has been described thus far in the book, to effectively put $10 in and harvest $100 in return, the next nuance I'd like to teach you is using somebody else's money to fund the machine. Let's say you put, figuratively speaking, $10,000 of your own money into an advertising machine, and that $10,000 comes back to you as $50,000 via sales and deals in your business. That's a five times return, or 500%. This is obviously pretty good, but what if there was a way to increase this return to 1,000% of 100,000%? The way we do this is utilizing cash alternatives and cash flow economics. Let me give you an example from one of our companies. In the last 30 days, $240,000 in ad spend with average 418% ROI, 60% of ad spend immediately recouped via liquidation. Total outlay into ads, $96,000. Cash out of pocket, $0. And a nice perk of this particular strategy, we never pay for flights, hotels, or any travel. Between our different accounts, we have over a million points for airfare, 500,000-ish for hotels, and our vacations are all free. Floating cash. You've probably figured this out by now, but I am talking about credit. If you aren't into that sort of thing, I'd recommend checking a calendar and making sure you're in the 21st century. People who don't believe in using credit remind me of the people who won't use cars because they can't keep themselves from getting speeding tickets. Nothing wrong with you if that's you. But choosing not to leverage an amazing technology or currency because you can't control yourself is a personal issue. We have four main cards we use. Amex Platinum, Amex Delta Platinum, Chase City, Chase Sapphire Preferred. We use these cards for different things because they each give us perks in different ways. For instance, the Amex Platinum card has no limit and we get 1 point per dollar spent on pretty much anything and 5 times points on any dollar spent on travel. The Amex Delta Platinum has a 50k limit and we get 4 times on any dollar spent on Delta flights. We don't have to spend for flights because of points, but occasionally it makes sense to do it because the flight will be cheaper to use money and the points make it worth it. The Chase City card stacks points up in American Airlines, and we get a point per dollar spent. The Sapphire Preferred card is great because the points will pretty much go anywhere, and when booking travel through the Sapphire card, everything is refundable and has insurance included automatically. That's actually a really cool perk. So let's say we book a non-refundable flight from nashville to clt we don't want to pay for insurance on it and then we want to cancel it chase will cancel the flight and refund the money and we don't even have to deal with the airline sapphire also transfers points to marriott and the amex cards transfer to hilton here is how float works inside the example i gave you earlier the 96k put on the card goes into ads that turn into business Our typical ROI period to break even is 14 to 30 days. We pay the card off via new sales. Essentially using Float, we are investing nothing into ads, then taking a piece of the upside and paying off the owed amount and getting points in the process. Using Float for Cash Flow Economics While we have referred to float as floating cash, for example, not having to take a hit in your cash balances to produce a return, I want to spend some time talking about float for compounding cash flow. Float really comes from the insurance world, with a recent uptick in service businesses using this strategy in their cash structures. Examples of float. A thousand people pay $500 a month for an insurance policy. 20 people have medical claims in year one, totaling $200,000 in payouts. 20 people have medical claims in year two, totaling $200,000 in payouts. Year one minus two equals $800,000 in cash, float. Here's where it compounds. $500,000 held in cash reserves. $300,000 invested into safe five to 7% return investments. $818,000 end of year one. Dude, this is nothing. 18K? Yes, but this is just an example where we are talking about 1000 users. Geico has 15 million policyholders. So we take 15 million and multiply by, let's say an average of $250 per month in premiums a few years ago. I don't know the numbers now, GEICO reported $200 million in profits from their float alone. It is free money, money that they don't even do anything for. Think about this. I will give you $10,000 and you give me $20,000. I can invest the difference however I want. Essentially, the way we teach people to grow via advertising is modeling the concept of float. The difference? Instead of investing cash flow, excess, into a 5-7% yield, we are going to have you invest the cash flow into a 3-500% yield. This is what makes the model work without needing $200 million investment capital. Returns are higher, volume can be lower. I would pause, read the last section again, and then I will dive into the mechanics of what I'm talking about. Mechanically, here's the great debate for you to consider. Should I collect as much cash as possible up front or should I take less cash now for more profit later? Keep this in mind. More companies die from lack of cash flow than die from poor profit margins. Most companies are always focused on profit margins, but profit margins will not take care of you long term. Cash will. So, Taylor, if I have the option to sell a 2 k per month advertising service or a 10 k one-time block for six months, which should I choose? Well, obviously, the retainer will net you more over the long haul, but it will not help you scale. Here are our viewpoints. Retainer versus product. A lot of our clients recently have had a lot of questions about MRR, or monthly recurring revenue. They would rather charge $2,000 a month instead of twenty-four dollars for a year. There's an obsession with MRR, or subscription revenue, that, to be honest, isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as you understand the economics. The problem with MRR is LTV and retention. If people didn't cancel subscriptions, then subscriptions would obviously be the best thing in the world. You might think that the reason we say be careful with MRR is churn. But you'd be wrong. Churn can be combated and almost eliminated if your processes are good and you're acquiring the right market. But no, the problem with MRR is actually float. Insurance companies were the first to actually get this and use this. Somebody one day says, hey, if I'm getting paid before, I have to give that money back. I can make a fat return on the money while I have it and pay it off with the interest. Insurance companies basically leverage a form of borrowed capital to create huge positive interests. Think about it. You pay them $1,000 a month, and it takes you three years before they have to pay anything out on your behalf. That's $36,000 you've given them that they can do whatever they want with, as long as they have the money to pay your claim when you need it. Why do insurance companies offer discounts for paying annual or six months in advance? because they can use that money if they collect it and they'll get higher returns and end up paying for whatever claims you have likely out of the returns from the money they've invested for you. Take this and let's put it in business concepts, specifically client business, because that's what we do. We build client businesses. When you're charging $2,000 a month and your competitors are charging three investments of $8,000 for a year. Over the course of a year, you will get $24,000 if you're good and your clients stick around, and your competitors will also get $24,000. Here's the difference. And after I explain this, you'll want to reference the note drawn above for clarity. By two, you've collected $4,000. By month three, you've collected $6,000. A competitor who understands this concept, though by month two, has collected $16,000 by month 3, they've collected $24,000. And let's say they know how to use advertising. And let's say the minimum return on ad spend, ROAS is 5 times. This is where they kill you and where MRR is much less appealing. The difference in cash balances is not $18,000. Well, but Taylor, if I've collected 6k and they've collected 24k, that's 18k until you account for what they're able to invest back into advertising, which must account for 5 times ROAS. The difference in cash balances will be more like $90,000. And from that $90,000, subtract $18,000 in ad spend. And let's multiply it again, which would produce another $1.2 million. The problem with MRR is not churn. The problem with MRR is cash collected, and the opportunity cost is whatever multiple you have on your money. Some of the largest subscription businesses in the world don't even charge MRR. Salesforce.com collects annual lump sum fees, even though they price monthly. They want that 12 months upfront working for them. The point of all this is simple. Controlling the available cash you have inside of your business. The job or purpose of a business is twofold. One, add tremendous value to the marketplace. If you succeed at this, you'll be in a safe place. Two, create cash. This is a prerequisite to adding value. Have you tried adding crazy value when you're broke and collectors are calling? It's very difficult. The most valuable companies are companies that can afford to be valuable to customers because they're not running out of cash. The more you get in the habit of thinking, how can I offer value to fund the expansion of more value, the healthier you will be? Conclusion Some time ago, in a sushi bar far, far away, a young entrepreneur asked me to tell him the single greatest secret, if there even was such a thing, to guaranteeing success in his business. I thought about it for 30 seconds, and before the word came to mind, environment. That is the secret, I told him. A strong man or woman in a weak environment will lose to the weak man or woman in a strong environment. Most people, if they would just fix their environment, ditch the wrong friends, develop new relationships, get the right mentors, etc., it would fix everything else. It just doesn't matter how equipped or driven you are if everyone around you is dragging you down and you won't make it. It doesn't matter how genetically superior you are in the weight room, if all you eat is pizza, you will die early. That was a long time ago, and I've had many years to think on that answer. While it's true, I still think environment is probably one of the great catalysts that can take you anywhere you go. I started getting the feeling that there was more to it than that. Since I had that conversation with that entrepreneur, I've worked with 3,000 clients. We've had 10,000-plus customers come through our material, not saying that it is a lot, just giving you context for how my frameworks and ideas have been developed. And I'd like to revise my answer. How committed are you to growth? I've studied the richest men and women in history and done my best to package up their principles into my own life and work. If you take the best of Henry Ford and ignore the worst, Mix it with the best of Elon Musk, but let go of the bad habits. Take a few pages out of Warren Buffett's playbook, but ignore his relationship flaws, etc., etc. You get a masterful representation of what winning looks like on a grand scale. One word tends to rise to the surface above all of the bullshit. Growth. A life of non-stop growth. A desire. A hunger, above all else, not to be rich or to be famous, but a desire to grow, personally, professionally, in every area. Sure, I think your environment can make you hungrier to grow, or it can lessen your desire down to apathy. It is incredibly important. But, if I could go back and revise my answer to this young man at that particular sushi bar in Memphis, Tennessee... I would revise my secret to the following. A commitment to always grow in every area. That is the real secret. If you achieve that, you will win. Maybe you won't win every single game you ever play. We all have to lose from time to time to learn some things. Not every business investment will be a raging success, but you will learn from the ones that aren't what you need to go win more. But you will win the life you've always wanted. Our commitment to you is to always be a partner for you on your personal growth mission. Whether you're wanting to grow in finance, wealth, cash flow, advertising, sales, product development, I could go on and on, but you get the point. I want us to be a profitable partner with you to help you get to the next level of learning. With that said, the way we are going to conclude this book is by offering some resources to you, some free, some paid, to launch off from, to continue your quest for growth. If there is anything we can help you achieve, don't hesitate to reach out. You are the reason we exist. Keep your goals big, never settle for less than your absolute best, and stay on mission. That is the secret to always ending up exactly where you want to go. Fortune has always favored the bold. Taylor Welch, Chris Evans For more on advertising and paid media, Cracking the Code to Paid Traffic, a special report containing the exact plays we use on Facebook every month. $7. www.trafficandfunnels.com cracking-the-code Paid Media and Advertising Workshop Recordings of several live video trainings we did, detailing how we buy ads, how we create the copy and the creative, how we track advertising results, and Q and A from an audience of three hundred participants getting into our secrets. Forty nine dollars. Https semicolon forward slash forward slash slash tf ad workshop el For more on wealth and finance, Wealth Secrets Book and Training, our book on using a client business to create long-term wealth for you and your family. Your income should support the lifestyle you desire, and the way to do that is learning how to create value for as many people as possible. This book shows you how. $7. www.wealthsecretsbook.com General Marketing and Productivity Productivity Pack In the last four years, we've purchased every productivity training on the market and realized they are all flawed. The secret to productivity is not to create a system to get more done, but create a system to get more of the right things done. Our entire staff and clientele use this system and they rave about it. If you have too much to do and not enough time, this is what you need. $49 www.productivitysecretscourse.com. Insider's Access. If you like all of the material you've read so far and want a monthly sampler of all of it sent to your mailbox each month, this is the highest value subscription out there. Each month we document our learning lessons, experiments, and trainings from the previous month, including $240,000 in monthly ad spend, hiring, firing, new products, real estate, etc., it's seventy nine dollars for a year, and over four thousand people say this is the best money they've ever spent. Http semicolon forward slash forward slash dot com. Holy Grail. This is a free training about the three big keys we see working in online marketing for our client businesses today. You can register at the link below, and it is absolutely free www.trafficandfunnels.com slash holy-grail-training Evolution of Service Another free training. But this one is all about offers. Specifically, how to engineer high-value offers that you can sell for $8,000 and above per package. It's about an hour and a half long and some of the best material you'll find for free from us. https semicolon forward slash forward slash trafficandfunnels.com slash evolution. Thank you for listening to the narrated version of The Intelligent Advertiser by Taylor Welch and Chris Evans. I'm Wes Malik. The end.